Welcome to 453 Drunk History Podcast. I'm your host, as always, I'm Tyler. Joining me with the man in the middle of the legend himself, Sir Greg Gables. What's up, brother? Wow, that was really fast. <laughs> Not only was it really fast, though, but your audio kept cutting out as you were doing the intro. <laughs> really? Well, yeah. I'll do it ag- I'm going to do it again. All right, we're going to do like a rewind thing here. I'm going to stop the intro. We're going to do it again. I'll be right back in two seconds. Welcome to 453 Drunk Desert Podcast. I'm host of the Tyler Joe. Join me with the man of the legend self, Sir Kurt Gables. What's up, buddy? Well, you know what? I'm doing pretty good. Not just good, I'm doing great right now because I'm off of work. I am fully focused upon possibly getting some sort of gameplay this weekend. But on top of that, I am happy in regards to the last Nintendo Direct that we had this past week. But other than that, though, I am just happy just to be relaxing and podcasting, like usual. Yeah, hey, look at that. Samesies, McDonald's and beer, right? You know? <laughs> Always a good mix. Yeah, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, feels good to be back. You know, it's only been a week, but it, it's always been too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. Anyways, I'm Tyler. I, I said it really fast. I'm Tyler. That's Colonel Gables. Uh, I'm also doing pretty good here, Gables. It's been a little weird. A little weird. I mentioned last week, in case you don't remember. Right, just kind of a quick little thing off the top I mentioned. Sonic was a little messed up last weekend, last Saturday. Felt fine Sunday for the most part. Um, and uh, I felt fine all week. Totally was fine. Today, same issue. My mom called me. I haven't talked to her in a few days. And she called me just seeing how I was doing. And uh, we were talking. I'm like, and I, last Sunday was her birthday. I saw I'm like, I, I, like, my stomach was killing me all day yesterday. And I was talking to her and she's like, uh, I told her, I'm like, it's so weird. Like the exact same thing happened to me where last, so last Saturday, Iowa football team had a 2.30 kickoff last Saturday. Uh-huh. 2.40, 2.45, boom, that's when it hit me. Like, and it was just rest of the rest of the day in like running in and out of the bathroom, just upset stomach and uh, pooping up a storm. And... But I felt fine all all morning. There wasn't like a build up to it. There was it was just like right. bam, shotgun blast to the asshole. Um, <laughs> and then same today, felt fine all day. You know, I had my coffee at seven o'clock in the morning, like I normally do on a, on a Saturday morning. Which is, I just gotta say, Gables, is there anything better than that first sip of coffee on a on a on the day off? I don't think really honest with you. I. I'm struggling to actually think of something else better. Yeah. <laughs> it's just when you sit on the couch after you just you got all done cleaning and you know you just sit down and you take that sip of coffee and you're just like, oh man, that's this is nice. Like no, there's like a 30 second period where he's just in heaven. Uh but anyways, I did all that. I felt totally fine. Uh and then ten minutes in the game, two thirty kickoff, about two forty, boom, shotgun blast of the asshole. I gotta <laughs> poop again. And it's just it's same thing all day. And I feel I feel better now. I, I, at least I hope not going word here. If there there might there might be a pause somewhere in this recording podcast where I'm going to have to run off. Uh, I'm sure the, the, the beer is going to help settle the stomach. I am uh, a quarter bottle deep into Pepto though, but um, I, I was telling mom about it, you know, and she's like, "Are you just like getting like really bad anxiety from the football game?" I'm like, "Oh my god, what if I <laughs> like is football <laughs> getting, like, 
Am I getting diarrhea from football? Is that what's happening here? Because your team's facing off against uh, <laughs> because of the team, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, it's a big game. Well, and it's just like, oh, but the last two weeks I've been playing cupcakes or teams I should beat by you know two touchdowns yeah. or double digits, and then, but you feel good all week, and then the game starts, and it's like you get that. Well, what if they fuck up here? And it's just like, you, like I've you know we, we've all been there. You know, you feel mm. good about the team, or it's just like. Or like you're just you're playing some cupcake and you're like I they should beat them by three touchdowns, but then you get that what if in the back of your head kind of thing, and I think that's yep. what it is. I think football is just giving me indigestion. It is, it is my Taco Bell, but I don't even get the pleasure of eating Taco Bell. Oh, <laughs> <Which laughs> well, that's I a good analogy of that. Yeah, but I mean, I get the pleasure of them winning, but I'd rather you know just eat Taco Bell than yeah. sit there with three hours of anxiety and then pooping nonstop. But yeah, that's um. I don't know, I feel fine. Uh, you know, it's uh, I'm actually off this coming week, which is fucking mm. awesome. Um, so I feel pretty good about that. I've been just kind of crawling to this this week for a very long time now, uh, since they got put in like in back in like April. So uh, it's my first real break since like E3 2019. I took yeah. a week off then, and I haven't had about a few like three day weekends over the last you know what two two plus years. So. Um, but yeah, feels good that you know finally have like a nice break, um, and I'm just gonna. I got a new game. I'll we'll talk about here a little bit later, uh, and then also, Netflix last week dropped uh, the season three of Sex Education, which is a fantastic TV show. It's not what it sounds like. I mean, it kind of is, but it, <laughs> but it's not. It's it's a really charming, witty British TV show. And yeah. I, I kind of hate the name because when I tell people, I, I like. It's kind of like when you tell somebody you're a wrestling fan. He's like. Yeah, you got like, like, all right, all right. Like you tell them, but then you're like, okay, I got 20 things I got to say real fast. Like, you know, you got like, you got to like preface it with 20 different things. Uh, it's kind of the same thing. It's just a really charming uh, TV show. I love very much. And they announced today we're getting a fucking season four. So that's awesome. Um, I purposely held off uh, for this week to watch the, the, it's only like eight episodes. So I purposely held off this week though to watch um, the, uh, the season because I wanted to watch it. And I turned through four episodes in a row. Uh, today the only problem though is is like it's not as like racy as you think it would be like there's there's boobs and there's like sex scenes but it's not like um like gratuitous it's not like you're oh, watching no. porn or game of thrones or something like that there's i mean there but like the, the sex scenes are 10 seconds but they're usually you don't see you don't really see anything uh oh. problem is though is i like to have my windows open during the day <laughs> so it's like <laughs> I, gotta pick my, I gotta pick my spots when i watch it so it's like, <laughs> I, oh man! Yeah, just Tyler, just imagining you having to watch that show or something like that with your windows open. All of a sudden, you just see random people passing by your freaking apartment, looking at it. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I had to like, I had to do it like early in the morning, like before I open. Before like, so like today, um, like two o'clock in the morning, I woke up to like, like a tickle, like on my, like on my, on my arm. I'm like, I kind of woke up. I went like this. It's a fucking spider in the bed. So I was up. I got up. I went out to the couch. I'm like, fuck it. I'm out. I'm going to the couch. I went to the fucking couch. I'm laying on the couch now. I'm like, I'm wide awake. I ain't going to bed. I was like four in the morning. And I just popped on and watched four episodes in a row. And then I took like a power, like a three hour power nap later that day. But um, I did it there. I watched like, I watched it with all the cur- with the curtains closed and everything like that. Because yeah, that's my thing. And plus like right across the hall from me is the show apartment. So yeah. they constantly on the weekends have people. Like, mm. they're showing the apartment to people. So, it's like, oh. and they walk right up the stairs, right where my TV is. And it's on the it's on the wall. So, it's a 75-inch TV on the fucking wall. So, if they were to walk by and see this, I'm like, 
I can't. Or, or just hear it, you know. He's like, yeah. you can't justify. It's like, oh, he's really enjoying himself. Yeah. In it's like the like like the the thirty seconds an episode that there's a sex scene, you know, on average. Uh, just that random yeah. thirty seconds as they pass by your window. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a few attractive women that, that live around here, and I don't want them thinking. And there are some gay characters in this in this in the show, and there are okay. gay sex scenes. Okay. Uh, and not that there's anything wrong with that. Not just want to preface that. I'm not saying, but it's like. I don't want just to happen this attractive woman to walk by and think I'm watching gay porn or something. So, this, these are things I think about. You know, the, the options are limited in this in in this apartment complex. It's like I want your this. attention, but I don't want you yeah. to think I'm that way. Yeah, it's like I don't really want you to see me watching a sex scene in general, but let alone if it's like a gay sex scene. Not like I said, totally cool if that's what you're into. Not not doing that. I just don't want an attractive woman to think that possibly oh, this, oh the gay guy lives here. You know, because I want to, I want to, if we bump into each other, like, I don't want, oh, that's the gay guy lives in, in this apartment. No, I want you to think <laughs> that this guy's cool and, you know, maybe we should date. Um, it's like, it's like you just randomly walk back into your room or something like that and the people just staring through your window. It's like, oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. So these are the things that go through my head. Uh, maybe it's because I drink too much coffee. So you get that, like, you get the brain going a million miles an hour. Yeah, that's how I've been, Gables. I don't know what the fuck that was, but we are 10 minutes in this episode and we have done nothing yet uh, <laughs> as far as what the point of this show is. If you don't know, this is not about me and my um, concerns about my neighbors watch, seeing me watch uh, porn um, or my indigestion problems um, that I may or may not have. Uh, this is a video game podcast where I also drink beer sometimes and Gables... Uh, puts vodka in his McDonald's cup because he doesn't want to think that he's we don't he doesn't want to know that he's drinking, right? Uh huh. Yes. It's, a, we'll, it's we'll iced. It's we'll iced tea, isn't that. it? It's fucking iced tea. Is it Coke? It's Coke. It's, it's Diet Coke. Tea. Diet Coke. Oh god, it's the worst. It's the worst kind. Worst kind of soda. Well, unless you just uh, get a lot of ice in it. Well, then you're just drinking watered down Diet Coke. That sounds worse. I would just rather drink the ice. <laughs> the Diet Coke with water. <laughs> oh, it just takes a peculiar type of taste. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, this is the video game podcast. We're talking about video games. So let's do that, Gables. I want to talk about... We had a nice, nice, juicy, fat, 40-minute long direct um, yes. on Thursday. Thank fucking God, because there ain't nothing else to talk about this fucking week. So this would have been a very boring podcast if this didn't happen. Pardon me if you're watching this on YouTube. The frames are dropping a little bit. I'm opening up a article here. So that's what happens when that happens. Uh, so anyways, I want to run through some of this. Um, so I hate when I do this. So I found like it's my pet peeve. I always talk about this where um, we when people like when there's events, people don't just put them all into an, one article. They put them into multiple articles. And then I like that. But then you might find the rundown, but they'll put the rundown order. They just put it by biggest and then they work their way down the small shit. So uh, we're, we're just going to – maybe I can start from the bottom work when we have more sense. Uh, yeah, we're going to do that. It just makes more sense like with chronological uh, yeah, I, order, I, I, you know, the what came first and then what came last. Yeah, it's just – okay. Yeah, oh, no. Okay, it's not in order it, it, at all. So we are just going to start with the top and work our way down because I want to save that that last thing for the very end here then. Uh, so anyways, uh, Gables it ended with the one more thing was finally after nearly years, December 2017, they announced this game. It is September 2021, Bayonetta 3. We mm-hmm. have gameplay. We've got a very nice mm-hmm. long trailer, and we have a year of 2022. Um, 
What was your thoughts when we finally got this uh, this this update here? That was it. It was actually pretty fascinating with it because for one, the trailer starting off, you know, you see the platinum inside, like uh, on one of the signs, you know, which I automatically thought, okay, this is a platinum game and stuff. This is probably Bayonetta three. Then I look, and you know, the soldiers are battling against these like uh, these beings and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, you see, you see that dog from Astro yeah, Chain, right? and it gives you that what the fuck, like what the hell is this? And all of a sudden, it's like, no, at first. Before even things starts, there's a dog, right? Like almost like a golden retriever. And then all of a sudden, what replaces the golden retriever is the freaking Cappy. Not Cappy, but Pappy or whatever the hell that mascot's name is. Sounds about right. Pappy. So yeah, you have Pappy, right? But as soon as the monster goes forth and tries to take out Pappy and stuff, and you see Bayonetta just like go through. Now, when I saw Bayonetta first and foremost and stuff, immediately I'm thinking of the little girl, because her hairstyle and the ribbon and stuff, even, like, the way, like, she wears her glasses and stuff is very reminiscent to, like, mm. Carissa, or I think her name was. Also, like, a reference to, like, past, like, Bayonetta games. But at the same time, it felt fantastic seeing an update for this game and also seeing how far along the gameplay is. I'm fairly excited to see how this whole, this whole thing is in regards to you know, summoning, like, uh, a bunch of different creatures and stuff to attack, like, certain enemies and stuff. It looked like, it looked like a set part to a different scene, you know, like, you, like, know how in past Bayonetta games and stuff, where you have these set, these set stages and stuff, and you're battling a whole bunch of different monsters, like, doing this and doing that, and, like, going for those, those, uh, freaking special attacks and stuff like that. Like, for example, in this trailer, you see all, like, five Iron Maidens or something like that just pop off randomly and stuff and just start shutting, like, the enemies and everything else inside of them and stuff. And all of a sudden, you just see her battling inside of a subway. You're like, you don't know why she's battling a subway, but at the same time, you know, it makes for good action. <laughs> but, uh, it was awesome seeing, like, that big old, like, that, dev- that demon dog or something, like, remaking an appearance and stuff. But instead of, like... Just doing the final attack and stuff like that. It actually goes forth. Just all of it comes out of like the dimension and stuff, and just goes and just starts attacking the enemy. And not only that, but you see like a like a spider and like some other type of uh, attack in that trailer. I'm gonna be honest with you. When I saw the Bayonetta three trailer and everything else that was initially revealed inside of it, it it was definitely fairly exciting. I did like a lot of that. I was kind of interested in seeing like. She looks kind of a little bit more reserved back in terms of what she generally would look like in terms of the other Bayonetta games where, you know what, it's a platinum game. This is, Bayonetta is some that, you know, it's it's balls to the wall pretty much. It's crazy, you know, everything's going on. You're thinking, what the fuck is this? But yet I like this. This is so awesome and over the top. And it kind of felt weird that even though there were over the top things, it's like it felt like she was more reserved, more conserved, like conservative in terms of like some starts, but... At the same time, this is the first time we've actually had a chance to see gameplay and actual stuff going on. So there's definitely a lot of things that are not being shared and definitely not going to be in that regards maybe until E3 next year. So, hey, it looked awesome. I will say this. It did look awesome. I mean, yeah, it looked like Bayonetta, which is a good thing. Um, That's really, I think for the most part, what we want is just more Bayonetta. Uh, it was kind of an interesting thing, though. A couple uh, people, like uh, in, in in the industry, like on the journalist side, were talking about. I guess like um, after they finally announced it, uh, they were saying that like some of the things they were hearing was that I guess with Bayonetta three, they were trying to make it more open world, uh, and maybe that huh. was why we've had such a long gap in between 
the announcement and then huh. that. So I didn't look like it was. It, so maybe they scrapped that idea and they maybe they spent some time trying to get that to work. Uh, it didn't happen. There's a plane flying above my head. So hopefully uh, Jack Trennan's listening to us right now. Um, but um, that's a very old inside joke. Uh, but uh, anyways, um, yeah, I don't. They look more like what we we, we expected from Bayonetta two. This looks like a sequel to that. I think it looks fantastic. Um, my own, my only thing with Bayonetta, and I've talked about this at, even at the time when I played Bayonetta two at the time, was I always just feel uncomfortable. It's kind of like the sex education thing in a way, where it's like it always just kind of makes me uncomfortable to play the game. I don't want other people to see me playing the game. Just because of like the over sexualization of it, the fact that her hair is her clothes, and as she does attacks, she like gets more and more naked, and they very obviously want you to look at her in a pretty sexual way, and um, you know it's like Catherine, like I love that game, uh, makes me very uncomfortable sometimes to play that game, um, but um, yeah, I think it looks great. I don't know. I was, you know what, man? It's like. I always thought more or less of the Bayonetta character kind of looked like more kind of an empowered sort yeah, of no, thing. Yeah, no, I'm not. You know, in terms of like an empowered figure in that regards, personally. I'm not saying like anything bad for anything that you said and stuff like that, because I think that's pretty cool too, you know? Because I understand, you know, it's like, it makes you kind of feel uncomfortable with some bits of stuff, because yeah, a lot of those actions from the previous games and stuff, like uh, her hair like completely like, like disintegrates into her attack or some of the, you know, from like things like that. I, I understand that. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm actually kind of, I definitely am, like, comfortable in regards to, like, watching it now, only because it's, like, I'm so, like, focused, like, upon, like, I've kind of gotten a little bit desensitized in regards to that, because, you know, you see one crazy thing in Bayonetta, you've almost you seen You see one tentacle porn, you've seen them all. It. Yeah, I get it. Um, <laughs> no, it's just more so, maybe it's, like, an insecurity thing about me, where it's just, like, um, I talked about that in the past with, like, my ex, where, like, uh, she did not like it when I played Catherine or the fact that I bought like a, a collector edition of Catherine or thing like, and that was kind of like the, like that worst fear coming true kind of thing where it's like, I don't know. Like I, I would just hate it. Like if you're, if like my mom came over and saw me playing this game, like, ah, I, uh, how do I explain this to her? Kind of thing. I'm like, how do I explain this? To someone <laughs> like, well, first off, I, I would never play that type of game with my folks' present. No, but like, I think sure. just like, wa- like I don't know, I'm just like thinking in my head, you know, where it's like the stupid shit you pop in your head, where it's like he's walking, he's they, she shows up at my apartment, she walks in the door, and I'm sitting there playing goddamn bayonet. I'm like, ah, I, can, I can explain. It's not what you think it is. It's not anime <laughs> porn. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that that's yeah. It's a, like I said, it's a weird insecurity for me, I guess, on that one. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it looks great. Um, I'm totally on board. I'm going to buy it day one, uh, 2022. Hope to God that's, uh, sooner rather than later, but I mean, what, take your time on it on obviously, right. but uh, I've been waiting for that game for years. I've been wanting a sequels 2014 is when that game came out. So I'm totally on board for, like I said, another one. Uh, next up here, we had the, uh, this one has been a rumor for a while. Uh, not really, but for a few weeks now, uh, confirmed that we are getting in 64 games, uh, well, we're at, first off, we're getting a, a Nintendo Online uh, expansion pa- uh, pack, pass pack. Um, Pat, eh, you could, either or. Yeah, you know, I'm like, just I'm scrolling down. I'm trying to see if it says in the article. It does not say anywhere here. here. Anyways, uh, so they announced N64 games are coming to this. They no idea. They said in October sometime. No price yet or a date. They didn't say for. They said they were going to announce uh, next month. Uh, all the details on that. But also, this one was kind of a surprise here. I don't think any of us saw this coming. Genesis games are coming as well. Uh, they did say uh, they mm. announced that 
some of the games coming out the, the games coming day one for this are Mario 64 Mario Kart 64 Star Fox 64 Ocarina of Time um, oh there was that win back uh, and there was one other one I can't remember what it was um, Dr. Dr. Mario. Mario was one there was another weird one I can't remember what it was I, know. I could see the picture in my head anyways though they also announced Sin and yeah punishment. that's it thank you uh, and then they, for some reason, they, they named like six of the eight in this article, and they just stopped. Uh, so anyways, they also announced that there's That's 14, uh, the Genesis will have 14 games at launch, including basically all the Sonic games, uh, Contra, Hardcore, uh, Sonic 2, Echo the Dolphin, Streets of Rage 2, all these games, um, they, even the, the 64 games, they said that they have online four-player co-op, which is pretty cool. Um, but they also announced that we are getting uh, a... Uh, they're coming out with the N64 controller, wireless controller, and a Sega Genesis controller. Um, and they will be $50 a piece. Give us uh, kind of what's your thoughts when they announced this and the idea of like an, uh, the you know, the expansion pack, the pass, whatever. Uh, and then, you know, the controllers. I was surprised that it wasn't Game Boy that was announced because that had been heavily rumored. I understand that Nintendo 64 also had been rumored, mm-hmm. especially towards the last couple of... Uh, days even during the last week when that was revealed there's a leak uh, about the controller new, the, yeah the new leak about the controller and stuff which people put two and two together is like, oh it's n64 yeah. and uh it ended up being not only n64 but genesis as well i mean personally i didn't think that genesis was a thing that would happen on to the virtual to like the switch online service i thought it was just going to be purely nintendo systems but uh, since that's not the case, that opens the door to other possibilities down the road. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that could potentially well, be a that thing. Was the, you was, know, they was did that the on the Wii? It was. Okay. Yes, absolutely. It was on the Wii because Nintendo partnered with Hudson Soft, you know, for uh, you know for the TurboGrafx stuff, and they partnered with SNK for Neo Geo and even Commodore for Commodore sixty four titles I too. Neo Geo. That's a good one. Yes. But uh, in regards to what was announced, I kind of figured that they would be doing a separate tier in regards to like a subscription service eventually if they were going to include more of the service games. Even though they didn't divulge what they were going to go forth with, I fairly suspect it's going to be maybe like another a $20 hike potentially. Even that's the thing though. It's like people are not going to like it at first though, but a lot of people will go through and buy it because it's 64 and it's Sega Genesis games in that regards, and they'll have the options to play not only that, but also down the line, games like Majora's Mask, Pokemon I mean, Snap. games like freaking uh, Pokemon Snap, even, and even Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. That was a big one that uh, I understand they've been friendly with Microsoft with, but to get the original Banjo Kazooie on their playable thing, like streaming, that's, that's a huge one for Nintendo. <laughs> but, uh, God, even Paper Mario, now that I think about it. But yeah, all the slew of games that they reveal for N64 side of things, it was some of the more popular ones. Well, barring Winback, because I... That was a weird one. Well, they're really... It's a weird one, yes, but I think Nintendo had a hand in, in like, going through... in helping this oh, game okay. in development or some shit. I don't know. It, it definitely seemed like uh, out of left field in terms of that game, but everything else was fairly common i mean yes mario 64 yeah mario kart 64 zelda you know star fox you know it's that type of things and stuff where if you were going to have a virtual console thing of that system those are the games that you're going to be thinking front and center but genesis that came as a surprise to me 
because there have been multiple things of Genesis games that have been released on the eShop and also that have been through collection. Yeah, as I say, most of these games the are pretty much already on the on the eShop. Most. Yeah. But there are a few of those games that either have not been sold individually, but are very rare games that you can find physically on the Genesis console itself. Musa is one of those games. It's one of the games that was announced alongside like the other games that we've seen before. Sonic 2, Streets of Rage 2, Castlevania Bloodlines, Contra Hard Corps and stuff. Those type of games and stuff that we have either through compilation discs or whatever that's been released before on the eShop or other online stuff. But to see games like Rystar, to see games like Musa, and also in regards to Fantasy Star 4, you know, these are handpick some of the most hardcore of the Genesis games inside of that collection. Even even like games like Shinobi 3 and this and that. A lot of these games that were handpicked for this, it felt like it was carefully picked in regards to what was something that you don't play a lot of in terms because it was so rare back in the day or it is a single game in a franchise and stuff that's probably considered one of the best in its franchise. Like Sonic 2 and Streets of Rage 2 are perfect mm-hmm. examples of that. But, yes, I felt like the selection that what they did for an initial introduction for the Sega Genesis stuff, I thought that was a good call on them. Because you have other ways to play the other games in the series if you've already purchased them before. But in terms of the other stuff in regards to it, it's like, I still see, I do see the potential price hike of this thing being like another $20, so I could see it being like a $40, and I've heard people possibly may suggest it could be a $50 yeah. thing per year. I mean, it's unappealing, yes, but at the same time, it's like you're paying $20 now for the online component and also for NES and Super Nintendo games, which, by the way, Nintendo has already went through and, cl- and clarified, yes, they'll still be releasing games for NES and Super NES stuff. So even if you don't invest inside the expansion yeah. option and stuff, you're still able to play the current stuff but, that you were doing, but yeah, ten dollars per system. Yeah, maybe? I, I, I just knows? think, yeah, but I think the problem what hurts them though is how sh- terrible their options they add, the games they add later on. That's what's going to hurt them. I think, I think that's the yeah. It's like one, they've yes. they've shown they've given us no. Tr- there's we we can't trust them that they're going to add quality titles uh, to these things going forward. Like we we every time they announce these new games, like okay, where's Earthbound, where's uh, Mario RPG, things like that, blah blah. blah. Um, they did say that, like, yes. these, they did show us, like, yeah, Pokemon Snap, uh, a couple other games, or you know, Banjo Kazooie stuff like that's coming down the line. But th- that why is it just why is it just not there? I don't know. That's weird. Um, yeah, uh, unless honestly, unless they're gonna the hold thing. it for a you whole know. fucking year and then add it when everybody's thing comes up in October. Well, we'll get it for their year by adding Pokemon Snap into this. Um, that's highly possible yeah, which, too. It's just kind of shitty. It's like oh, we can having. Having followed a lot of Nintendo's, like, virtual console content back in the day up until now and stuff, that's exactly what they do. Because they were notorious, even back inside of when the Wii was a popular console. The games per week and stuff, god, gamers would clamor just for even, like, a snippets of some of the, like, the most niche, like, games being popping up on that yeah. service. I'm seeing similar things with a Switch online. And just like with the Wii virtual console stuff... There's these like minis- like almost obscure things that are launching that people are like, what the fuck yeah. is this? You know, because at the crux, we know that Nintendo has a huge access of library stuff. 
licensing issues we can understand. I mean, that's why certain games pop in and out of online shops, including the virtual consoles yeah. back in the day, like TMNT. Yeah. That NES game was on. It was like there was like nine dollars or some shit, and then like it just no, I think it was like six dollars or some shit, and then it just disappeared because yeah. of licensing. Like issues. I, don't, I don't, I don't expect like No Mercy or WrestleMania 2000 to be on here. Like I totally get why that's that's a licensing licensing hell type of thing. I get why that's not going to happen, but like, yeah, it's just like when it's your own game that you fully did yourself. It'd be like just like uh, Game Pass being out, and then it's like Xbox didn't like Halo Three's on Game Pass for no for no real reason. It's just not there. It's like ah, yep. well, we'll just wait a year, and then we'll just like ah, we'll get people back. It's like just put it out, you know. It's just I mean, and it does concern me that they didn't give a price now <laughs> like that because normally like you see these in like press conferences and directs where like. They give you all the good shit because they want you to feel good out of this, but it's always it's all the negative and bad shit that like kind of comes out on Twitter later or gets announced later. I remember like I remember this distinctly about when they did the Switch announcement in Japan, uh, January 2017, where it's like they announced all these things they were doing, but then all the prices for everything came out like was like slowly coming out on Twitter um, throughout like the rest of the night and the rest of the next day and all like the, all the other like little, all the bad news was like leak was coming out, not leaking, but coming out later. And it's like, yeah, you, yeah, like yep. they do this because they want you to like, they want good positive eyes coming out of the press conference and, and the event or what direct or whatever you want to call it. And then we're going to post the bad shit on Twitter later. And then, you know, but you're going to feel really good about this direct. Yes. Like you're going to think it's a really cool direct, but you're going to forget the bad shit that we announced, you know, soon afterwards. Um, so, well, that's the thing, too, you know? It's like, for this case and scenario, it's just like what you were saying and stuff. They got a lot of the positive stuff of what's going to be coming through to cushion the blow of what you're going to have to pay in order to have that on top of your Nintendo subscription. And it's going to be at a price that a lot of gamers are probably going to say, what the yeah. fuck? Here's my thing. I, I say this every time. I understand we are in a capitalist country. Um, our capitalism is, our, is how our government's ran. That's how Japan, that's how... Europe, most of these places are ran. We understand that. The, 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 the bottom line is making as much money as possible. There's also a thing called consumer happiness. And there's going to come a point where we people just start, start to say, fuck you. And, you know, or when things aren't doing as hot. And then people just stop doing it. And that's kind of, you know, I've talked about. I'll, I'll, I could jump. It's just a whole other topic for another day. But it's like, that's where I'm at, where I'm just like, I, I'm not going to buy every Nintendo game. I, I don't buy every Nintendo game that comes out anymore. Like, I'm going to buy the ones I want, I really, really want. And I will, you know, pick and choose from there. From, from you know, like most games, I would, like Mario Golf, I would have bought day one. Otherwise, WarioWare, I, I didn't buy it. I would have bought it any other time, but I didn't. So it's just after all, you get burned out on like getting burned on buying these games, playing them for a little bit, and then paying full price for these things. That shouldn't be full. Like you're gonna play for a weekend, you're gonna be done with. Um, yep. But uh, anyways, uh, back to the direct. Um, if it comes out, it's ten bucks. That's totally, I think that's fine. It's 30, 30 bucks a year. Because let's face it, you're really paying. Like the online is still shit. You shouldn't be paying for that. Um, but uh, I think you don't even have fucking voice chat or parties. Um, but like, I pay, this is so much better than the alternative of buying buying these these things individually again for five to ten to fifteen dollars. Um, so I, I like this like this. The only thing that bummed me was like I was really really pumped for the idea of the Game Boy games coming because. Um, you know, I had a Game Boy back in the day that was like I was mostly a handheld gamer until the GameCube. Really, like I, we had the PlayStation, we had the 64, but they're more like my dad's consoles, so I didn't get to play them as much um, until I had until I got my my GameCube until 
I got a PlayStation when my grandpa passed away. I got his, but that was like 2002. Anyways, um, so like, but there's still so many games on the Game Boy that I missed. Like I, I, I talked about a time. I'd love to play the Oracle games, uh, or even just finally get like the replay, like Pokemon Gold and Silver. Would be fucking awesome. Right. Shit like that. I was, so I was kind of bummed. I was really anticipating that, but I, you know, this is fine. I, I, I'm not. This isn't like I haven't had a Switch Online um, membership in probably three years. Uh, like the like the first year or two it was out, and then so this isn't gonna sell me. Uh, but yeah, I hope it's ten dollars. But I think the fact that they're gonna wait until next month to give us more details uh, tells me that it's probably gonna be more. Um, but moving on here, I meant to have it ready to go. I did not do that. Um, oh, the the Braves one. That's good. I just got an update from them. Um, Disco Elysium. Some of these you can run through here. Disco Elysium is coming to yeah. the Switch on October 12th. Uh, that came. That was actually it's supposed to be a fantastic game. Came to the uh, the consoles earlier this year, but it came to PC last year. Chocobo GP. Um, I swear to God, Gables, I saw this game. I thought the Battle Wonderworld team made this as well. But um, <laughs> it looks fun. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> oh, the sight when you see like you did. Oh, anyway. This is one of those things where if you're an audio listener, you should just the look I gave Gables makes that looks like fun. Um, if if looks can kill through Skype. Uh, <laughs> Gables, we already know Gables game of the year now is going to be Battle Wonderworld. So. I knew we should have made our E3 bet battle on Wonderworld. I knew it. Oh, Anyways, God. next up, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. So this is something I meant to mention uh, to the top here was that um, I didn't see it. So the, the, the upside about my, my job is, you know, I drive, so I don't, uh, I'm pretty much on blackout from everything besides like any of my podcasts. Like I listen, I listen to podcasts all day at work for driving, but like, I pretty much internet blackout all day, so I had no clue about any of these leaks until um, I I watched. I, I got home literally as I got off. I, I got off work early and got home literally as it was starting. So I had no idea that the beta the three they they put out that they added it to the the the, the release schedule of 2022. So that kind of leaked. That, that kind of given away that it was going to be at the direct, and then also that Kirby and the Forgotten Land was. An, was accidentally announced with the spring 2022 date and they had Kirby in like um, a destroyed new donk city. Essentially is what I, I kind of look at it as uh, they didn't say that, but that's what I, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, why is Kirby in like the, like if last of us happened to new donk city city, that's what I, that's the vibes I was getting from it. But anyways, we got a, we got a full blown 3d Kirby game Gables. Um, it's coming yes, spring 2022. What did you think of this? I was shocked, actually, because it did not seem like it was a Kirby game at first, because it looked like, through elements of the thing, I thought this was the Donkey Kong game. Uh, I meant game, to ask you, oh, I'm sorry to cut you off, did you, know, did, you see, did you hear the leaks before the direct? Okay, nope. cool. I okay. didn't, because I went in there okay. blind, and because I was at work and stuff, I did not have any type of access to the social media things. I mean, this is one of the benefits people that if you're not on a lot of the social media That's platforms like, yeah. like with Twitter or with Facebook or something like that, you can go in there blind and you can actually be surprised without things having to be leaked for you. 
Of course, I'm well, on YouTube. It's, as well, it's funny so though, like, is the last two directs we've had. It's not developers or publishers doing it. It's Nintendo themselves leaking shit. They leaked Mario and Rabbids yeah. two on the on the American website, and now the Nintendo Japan yes. website leaked Kirby. So it's not even anybody else doing it. Because normally it's like normally no. when we have these events, it's like someone posts um, something like three hours too early on on uh, one of the stores. Or like Microsoft's terrible about this, where they post, they they yes, leak, they do. They what was it? Um, they leaked the date to Halo Infinite the morning of, like three hours before the the, the date was gonna be announced. They did the same thing with like Star Wars, uh, the, the 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 flying one. I can't remember what it was called. They leaked that like the day on uh, it was supposed to be announced. Uh, I got a hair in my mouth. Did it drive me nuts? Oh, my tongue. That was really weird. So yeah, they did the same with Star Wars. Squadron Star Wars Squadron, thank you. Like yeah. That. So it's like, it's it's really funny. It's like, I, I I don't know. I just thought it was funny. People were like mad about it. I'm like, Nintendo leaked it. <laughs> Nobody else did it. I just thought it was funny. I was cool through Twitter. And everybody's pissed off. I'm like, be mad at Nintendo. I don't know who else. Be. Like people were just mad. And I'm just like, I don't know what you're mad about. But anyways, what uh, go go back? What are you saying? Like I was saying though, it was surprising to see because it kind of reminded me almost like a Donkey Kong s sort of thing because, for one. One of the last things before you see the cutoff to Kirby is like you see the palm trees, and I thought the palm, the trees themselves, the tropical trees, kind of reminded me almost of like Donkey mm-hmm. Kong because of uh, tropical freeze and because of DKC returns. So I thought this was going to be the 3D Donkey Kong Land, but no, this is Kirby, uh, the one of the first, if not the first, 3D Kirby game that I can remember being in in this style. So it's like. God, Kirby released on the Game Boy like round. I think it was like what ninety three or some of the shit. So it was. It's it was. Like, what, it was like one of the last games to come ago? out in NES. So yeah. Yeah, Kirby's Adventure. Yeah, that one was. But the first game in that series was like the original Kirby, oh. which was back on the Game Boy. And what's kind of interesting? It's like you had that, and then you had Kirby's Adventure on NES, and then Kirby's Dream Line Two. Man, that. Yeah, I know. It was kind of out of sync. But at the same point, what I'm getting at is it's been close to 30 years and Kirby has mostly remained the same, right? Give or take in like a lot of the great games that that series has produced with Superstar and stuff like that. And also with like other obscure ones, even like spinoff games, like say like Kirby's Air Ride and stuff. And even Epic like... Yarn, uh, and what all, well, yeah, Epic what was Yarn, the one yeah, that we had that was like one. that came out um, on Switch? But the, like the... the... The one that came out on Switch also, that uh, a lot of people have for, have actually kind of been forgettable about is Star, Star Allies. Allies yeah. Kirby Star Allies. Yeah, I played through that one. And quite honestly, even though it was fun and stuff, yeah, it was fairly safe with what they mm-hmm. did. But with this one, this one is fairly noticeable. And it's also something completely different than what is usually a custom or akin to a Kirby game. And that is a full 3D environment to where Kirby's exploring the terrain around him in that regards. And what's interesting about it is the level design, it really reminded me some hints of, like, Mario Odyssey. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, because some of the level structure and everything else, and when they panned out of that logo, it looked like a post-apocalyptic, like, a post-apocalyptic Seattle. Because <laughs> I saw the Space Needle, I saw this and that, and what's kind of hilarious, it looked like the cheery version of, like, uh, exploring the Seattle in the last part, too. <laughs> wow. What a... All right, so this is going to be a quick hitter, but Gables, there, tomorrow's Last of Us Day, formerly known as Outbreak, Outbreak yeah. Day. Uh, there's, we're going to get some, we're going we're supposed to get some updates on the Last of Us series tomorrow. 
what if yeah. Kirby is now officially being confirmed as part of the Last of Us uh, world, extended universe? <laughs> oh yeah, watch it be the complete cause of why yeah. that Kirby that Kirby going. caused the outbreak. <laughs> he, he sucked in the wrong mushroom and it caused the the fucking outbreak. <laughs> <laughs> always knew Kirby was an asshole oh my gosh but yes I was fairly excited to see it you know it's like it's something completely different it's something exciting and it's something fun with a classic character I mean this is like that step in a franchise and stuff to where you're more akin to having one style and all of a sudden something completely different comes in and it looks fresh and exciting this is definitely the f- the most fresh I've been and excited I've been for a Kirby game in a mm. long time. So, yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel. I, I was blown away when, uh, so when I saw it, I'm like, ah, oh, it's fucking Kirby. Okay. You know, because I played the um, the Wii U one back in the day. I played the one that came out. Sorry. <clears throat> wow, that was a weird hiccup there. Uh, I played the one that came out on the Switch when it first came out. Yes. And. I was like, it's just kind of, I thought it was just kind of boring. It was kind of easy. It was just over, I mean, it's a, you know, it's a kid's game. It's whatever. Well, that's the general yeah, Kirby so game. Yeah, so when I saw this, I'm like, I was blown away. I was like, holy shit, this game looks good. Now, I'm, there's concerns like, is this just like a 3D version of a Kirby game? Where it's just going to be like, where like Kirby is like the baby ass baby game of Mario 2D games. But now we're doing a baby ass baby mode of Mario 3D games. Um that that concern is hitting me but i, I don't know I, I think even that i would still i'm, I'm not i'm I've talked about you know i'm not the biggest 2d guy in the world uh so i i think oh man i really am looking forward to this one i want i don't know if it's gonna be a day one buy it's definitely gonna be a wait and see what people say about it because uh i think this game yeah. could be really great really good maybe not like mario i'm not saying mario odyssey but like i think this game could be really really good and like my one holdback is like i just hope it's not like the super easy because it's just, I mean, it's not for us, I guess, in that, in that sense. But, like, I, I, I really want this, like, to be a really cool, badass, like, top tier. Maybe one tier below top tier 3D Nintendo game. Because that would be awesome. You know what it kind of felt like, though? It felt like an open world Kirby game. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, at points, it did. It felt like, because uh, from the initial set and how they're aiming it you know you're exploring this like a forgotten land and stuff right and so it's like this whole forgotten land so it kind of felt like to me that it could be a potential like open world sort of game yeah. i mean yeah i i that'd be cool i would be i'd be interested in that I don't, who knows how it's gonna work but um yeah I, i'm up for it because yeah, this is the first time i've been really interested in a kirby game and probably since i don't know super nintendo uh so moving on here um so uh, Project Triang- uh, Triangle Strategy is now just called Triangle Strategy. Uh, it's coming March 4th. Okay. Uh, got some more information on that, but they said they, they had like a demo that came out last year. Uh, they, they, a bunch of people did some surveys and made some changes. It's like you can, I think you can change like uh, the camera, the difficulty, and stuff like a bunch of other things like that. So they're streamlining a lot of things. So that's coming out March 4th, which, you know, we didn't have a, a date for that. So that's happening. Um, is there anything you want to say on that one before we move on? No, not really. Okay, I just, it looks fun. Yeah, still. Uh, yeah, I think people <laughs> that are interested will like it, but uh, 
I just think it's funny how they just like dropped the project from it, just like the Octopath Traveler, and like we just that was it. Like there was no like yeah, we're officially calling it uh, Triangle Strategy. It's just no, it's just that's what it is now. Uh, we had a Metroid Dread uh, trailer for it. Um, so that's coming. That's coming soon. That's oh god, that's like a week. October eighth. Yeah, like less than, like what two weeks away. Um, I know Gables, you yeah. are super pumped for this game. Uh, so I, I imagine this this trailer. Probably didn't do anything more from you other than make you more erect, if possible. No. no, it didn't really do too much for me and stuff like that. I mean, I was going to yeah. go through and play it eventually anyway. But at the same time and stuff, it's interesting to see like uh, previews of the different types of areas you're going to explore and stuff. I felt a disconnect when they had to mention the freaking website in order to read the lore and yeah. every shit. You know, that, that, that could have been better off as like a after direct sort of like hint yeah. you know on social media to where hey you want to check out the more the lore of this game here click this link go on the website that's really why I, not in the middle of yeah and that's why i really thought like the game boy stuff was possible where it's like because i mean this is this is the fifth of this metroid series uh, of this series that they're following not because they're not including the prime ones in this most of those mm-hmm. things are other than the first two the rest are on game boy consoles it would make sense to put those yep. all on the fuck, like make them be awesome. All five were playable on the Switch, so I really thought that was like a plausible idea. Um, next up, Gables. I think this one is definitely for you. Castlevania Advance Collection. This was um, kind of leaked a, a few weeks back, um, but it's out. It's actually out now on Switch. Gables, uh, how many times have you bought this already? <laughs> I've been fairly tempted to buy it, but I have been more reserved in regards to a lot of the game purchases and stuff. Okay. But I'll tell you what, it's like, yes, we have been hearing, we've had heard rumors about the game being like rated in different countries, rating boards. The latest one before this dropped was Taiwan's rating boards. But the biggest surprise in regards to this was the stealth drop of after like after the direct that came as a complete surprise and what's interesting about this is like it didn't bundle just the three game boy advance castlevania games but they actually included the other super nintendo castlevania game the one that supposedly no not supposedly the one that was the one u.s fans got this is like the version of rondo of blood that uh, they got for the super nintendo as opposed to the Turbo Graphics port that didn't come to the U.S. until around 2011, I want to say. I, it was definitely with the PSP, uh-huh. you know, with Dracula X Chronicles and stuff. That game officially released as a as an unlockable game on the remaster of the Dracula X Chronicles on PSP back then. But this one is more akin to like uh, the Super Nintendo, the rehashing and stuff, where they had to remake certain like, level designs have to completely change certain portions of the game and stuff. So that game now is playable on modern systems alongside the three Game Boy Advance games that I'm very familiar with, considering that, yes, I played through a lot of that stuff in high school, actually. Yes, Circle of the Moon, Harmony of Dissonance, and Aria of Sorrow. All three of them are solid games in and of themselves. In terms of how strong they are. Definitely Aria of Sorrows, the best out of the trio, followed by, I want to say, Circle of the Moon, because the gameplay and, like, the DSS cards of that game is definitely better. Harmony Distance, even though that's a good game in and of itself, I would consider that, like, below Circle of the Moon, only because, like, the music, the musical score isn't as strong as, like, Circle of the Moon and Aria of Sorrow. 
can't really say too much about the uh, Dracula X game. That's the last one because I've never personally played it. I've only seen it be played. But I am very tempted to pick this up. But at the same time, when that was announced and then the announcements, this was like in the cluster. Oh, there was yeah. like three announcements yeah. in a row. Actually, three or four announcements in a row. I think we had just gotten the N64 Genesis stuff, which I was excited about that. And all of a sudden we had these collections here, right? Castlevania collections. And then it's like little a couple things later, it's like Delta Rune Chapter 1 and Chapter yep. 2. You know, that thing that thing being a thing, you know, I was excited about that, but the biggest surprise, and that was one of the biggest pops that got out of me, that was like, oh my fucking god, what the hell is ActRaiser? They're actually ActRaiser, yes, ActRaiser Renaissance, this came out of left field, because the moment I saw that cutscene to where you're zooming down to Earth and stuff like that, I was like, oh my fuck, I literally fucking like screamed like, it's fucking (laughs) ActRaiser! God, that moment inside of a Nintendo Direct where you recognize something that's so niche and stuff, but it makes you that fucking excited about it is, like, it's magical. I mean, fucking, it's magical. And, like, maybe a few people will know, but yet a lot of the things are looking at you, what the fuck is this? <laughs> that was with Square Enix's announcement of Act Razor Renaissance. So... To get up a little bit of a history story, Act Razor, that was a game released in the Super Nintendo back in the day by Enix. This game is part action platformer and simulator. And I'm not you know, I'm gonna say this right now, man. It's like it sounds kind of boring, but it's not, because for one, you are a tasks angel and stuff, you have to free these particular lands and stuff like that by I want to say Tenzarian or something like that. He's he's basically Satan, quintessentially. Let's just think of it that way. But uh, for each land you visit, you have to free that land. And now you have to rebuild that land after you defeat that area's boss, right? And so it's like you have to go forth with like, uh, in let's like a couple of angels or something like that in order to rebuild that city and stuff and have all the resources and stuff done like this and that. So it's exciting to see that game being remade because that came so le- out of left field, and it also came out of like the hint that off of the uh, God like rumors and news that we were saying as far back as maybe like a year or so ago, where it's like Square Enix was looking at potential other remakes of classic game franchises, and so it's like Act Razor. That was something I never thought that was gonna be, gonna be touched. Maybe like the port being put on to, like, the SNES's, like, online store, you know, the online app, yeah, I saw that, possibly, but it was fairly exciting, because the renewed, the renewed graphics, the renewed gameplay of it, plus, there were, there are some, definitely some better improvements in regards to the whole action stuff, because in that game, when you played initially, you could only, like, you could only, like, slash, like, directly in front of you, you couldn't go above or below, or anything of that sort, so the Gameplay is actually, like, improved in that regards. But, yeah, that was... That cluster of announcements from this Nintendo Direct alone was definitely, like, the highlight for me. Because it's like you have the N64 Genesis expansion, you have the Castlevania collection, the Castlevania Advance collection, Actorizer, like, Renaissance, and then, like, the Delta Room Chapter 1 and Chapter 2. All those games and stuff kind of spoke to me directly. Because, for one... 
longtime Nintendo fan, played a whole bunch of the content and stuff from back then, and then it's like to a lot of like the various stuff that just appeals to me. <laughs> it just felt like it was more akin to like me personally almost. Yeah. But uh and what were you thinking about that stuff? I got Tyler? nothing, Gables. You summed it up very well. Uh <laughs> I'm happy you're happy, as I'll say that. Um, mm. these obviously are not for me. Uh, but I mean, that's pretty much it. Like there wasn't, there was like, you know, a few, like, you know, there's, here's, you know, like a barrage of games announced, but that was pretty much everything out of it. I mean, overall, kind of what was your, um, your thoughts of this direct? All right. So before we get into the thoughts about my direct entirely, we got to address the elephant in the room. And oh, I forgot. We got to talk about Mario. I'm so happy you remember this, Gables. We got to talk about this. I think I erased it from my mind. What the fuck? I can't. Okay. I got to find the cast. I got to find the cast. So we got motherfucking Charlie Day is Luigi. Mm -hmm. Chris Pratt is uh, Mario. That's where it started. That's where it started was we got Mario. Um, we got Anna Taylor Joy as Peach. Actually, that seems like a pretty good casting. Uh, Jack Black as Bowser. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Which honestly, we we've had we've had animated cartoons with Donkey Kong in the past. It's actually pretty good. Uh, a lot of people were like laughing at that one. Uh, Keegan, Keegan Michael Peel. Uh, I can't. I always fuck his name up. Keegan Michael is it Peel. Peel. Yeah, he is yeah. Toad. Which honestly, I kind of wish that they would switch Luigi and Toad around for the voice actor because I think Charlie Day would make a lot more sense as Toad. Um, and there's a few. Charles Martinet will be in there. He'll be doing some cameos. Uh, that was pretty much the uh, the big stuff out of it. There's a couple other now- people they announced as well. Those are the main ones. I... Wow. Like, so Illumination, the, the Despicable Me people, is making this uh, animated movie. Uh, it's coming out December 21st in North America uh, to theaters. I... Gables... We've had we've had so we were lucky enough to have forty eight hours to to like mm. kind of ingest this information. Um, where are you at on all this? All right. So to better explain myself, I need to talk about the reactions I had when I first learned about that. Because to paint the picture, listeners, Miyamoto comes out on stage right here in the middle of this Nintendo Direct and announces the voice cast for the Mario movie, Holiday 2022. And then the first picture pops up on the screen as Mario is Chris Pratt. And immediately when I see Chris Pratt's image, I just start laughing my ass off. And it wasn't just like a like funny haha, it was a funny what the fuck? It was like one of those confused kind of moments of like, okay, and as the actors and actresses got introduced, oh, no, I completely fucking lost it when Charlie Day popped up on the screen and stuff with Luigi, because it's like, oh, <laughs> what the fuck is that? I thought I was being trolled, yeah. I mean, heavily, and all of a sudden you see Jack Black as Bowser, and then all of a sudden Seth Rogen's, like, picture jumps, like, fucked up, and I immediately just turned stoic and, like, uh, just frown pace, like, fuck Seth Rogen. Wow. I... I, I like this one. She gables. We lost gables again. He's he's dying. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. It's like that's a total fucking thing I would do too, man. It's like I just go over. It's just I'm just funny, and all of a sudden I just see one guy I just don't agree with. It's like oh, fuck this. I. <laughs> we gotta make a deal, gables, because I was thinking about this when I got off work. I'm like, 
man, like, we got to, like, live react to these. Now, obviously, when they happen, the ones that happen at, like, 7 in the morning, we can't do anything about. But, like, mm. these afternoon ones, we'll, it, we, you know, we can avoid spoilers and then just, like, hop on Skype and just watch it later on live together. Because yeah. when I when I saw this, I'm like, the first thing I thought of was, like, I want to see, I want I wish I was in a room with Justin and Gables right now watching this because I, I, that's exactly what I felt too. This is one of those epic moments and stuff in gaming history. Dude, you're going to look back and I was like, yeah, they fucking yeah. introduced Charlie Day as Mario. Chris Pratt is Mario. <laughs> no, it's Luigi. Yeah. Chris Pratt is yeah, Mario. I just, cause I feel like both of you would be crying, but for different reasons. <laughs> well, honestly on this, actually, I cried. I was crying laughing. Yeah. It was, I was just like, was so hilariously bad. Dude. It was, funny. I, I, I was just a stunned, like, I just stared at the screen for a very long time. And it's been 48 hours since it was announced. And I still got nothing, <laughs> Gables. I have nothing. I'm going to try. Dude. I, I, I can't wait to see a trailer. And I feel like then I will have something. Because I just don't know what the fuck is this going to be. Because I don't know. I like is Because you hired all these actors. These actors, you, you're paying all these money for these actors. They're not going to be somebody else. You hire them to be them. You po- hire them for their voice. You hi- you're wow. not, you don't want Charles Day. Charles Day is a very distinct voice, and you want him to be Charles Day. Jack Black, same thing. Keegan Michael Peel, same thing. You hire these people. Chris Pratt, same thing. Like I know Chris Pratt said he's working on a dying accent. I don't. I don't. I don't believe for a second. It's it's going to be anything different. Like he's the. They're not bad. They're they're all very good voice actors. It's just this is. Stunning. I don't even have any like. There's no funny comeback to this because it's just it's a, it's just it's a joke in itself. It's like it's like when co- comedians talk about like they can't make fun of Trump because he's just the ultimate joke. This is the ultimate joke in video games where there's just no you can't make fun of it because there's just it's 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 just a joke in itself. The thing itself is a joke. It's it's fucking hilarious. That this is real. I'm not even mad. You know? This is gonna be the this is gonna be Nintendo's Resident Evil movies. Um, but uh, you know it's gonna be entertaining. I mean, the Resident Evil though, movies are entertaining look, in, in its own way. They're not good at all. They're entertaining, no. but they're very bad. Uh, I I'm, I also understand that this is they're trying to. This is for the kids, for sure. They don't even give a. Sh- they, we are not the target audience for this thing. Even us. Even people are in our age group that have kids. We are not targeted for this. The kids, like, oh, the the people that made Despicable Me are making the, uh, making a, a Mario movie. Okay, I'm in, and that's that's it. That like the kids want to go to this, and that's what's gonna be. I just I I can't wait for a fucking trailer, because I I, I oh man, I remember I bought this, this I bought the Sonic movie, and it's fucking it's I, people were like oh it's really good actually, and it's trash. I hated that movie. I couldn't even finish it. It's a bad movie. Um. And I feel like that's the best bet. It's people come out of this thinking it's a bad Mario movie, but it's a good movie in general. And I feel like that's like, and I'll probably not like it because I mean, I'm, I'm 32 years old. I'll be 33 when this movie comes out. Uh, I don't have kids, so I don't have to watch this if I don't want to. I'm going to watch this because it's gonna be. I I I, I have to because it's gonna be fucking hilarious. It, Go ahead. 
could it be as legendary as the Bob Hoskins John Leguizamo movie? <laughs> With Dennis Gables, we movie cinema peak there. We can't, we can't. People always oh. talk about Casablanca. Fuck that movie. That movie's trash. Super Mario Brothers, oh. top tier movie. The fun fact about that is, for years, decades, I've been trying to get Justin to watch that movie. He has never watched it, and I'm like, dude, yes, because really? he's just because he heard us so about how bad it was. He's never watched it. And I'm like, please do me this favor. If you ever watch this movie, let me be present when you watch it. Because <laughs> that's all, oh that's my God. all I want. If ever the day Dude. ever comes, I want to be there with Dude. you when we watch this movie. It's like it's like the pack I had with my friends. Like I've never smoked weed in my life, but I told him if I ever smoked if I ever did if I ever smoked it or whatever, or took C B D or whatever, I would be with them when I did it. Um it's the same pact kind of thing. Where it's like I gotta be present when this happens. Nobody else can be present. I, it's just it's gotta be you, me. We we fucking we'll, we'll get some whiskey and some and some fucking RC cola, and we'll fucking watch this goddamn. They still make RC. I don't even know. And then we're gonna fucking watch this goddamn movie because it is something. I watch the movie all the time. I um, it's not good. I still remember this day that, that scene where um, spoilers, Justin, uh, where uh, Mario remembers in the movie um, that he bought tickets for him and Peach to go see. Go see WrestleMania. Like, how the fuck do you forget that you have tickets to go see WrestleMania? How do you forget WrestleMania is that day, motherfucker? Like, how do you forget? How do you forget that blew my, that blew my mind as a kid? I'm like, how would you forget that? I wouldn't shut up about it. If I had tickets to WrestleMania, I'd tell everybody. I'd talk about it constantly. That'd just be my personality. Uh, anyways, <laughs> we were getting off subject. I just got nothing. I mean, long story on this one. Long story, uh, short story into a long story here. I just got nothing on this movie. And like I said, it's just it's the ultimate joke in itself. And there's just, what can you do about it? There's, you can't make fun of it anymore. All you can do is just watch live reactions to it. Uh, I, I highly recommend everybody watch, look up on YouTube, Dan Riker's reaction to this. Because um, it is the fucking best. Go to YouTube, look up Dan Riker's reactions to the Mario cast. Uh, and that's just the ultimate reaction. That is everything you need in 60 seconds. Oh man, you definitely get a, hit a good point right there because Dan Riker's reaction that was gold. One of the YouTubers, Arlo, his reaction was pretty much gold yeah. too. But man, watching reactions from other people—I mean, this is this was a key moment to where if you want to do a live reaction of like a gaming event or something like that, that was probably one of the most like one of the most defining moments and stuff in regards to like a literal meme happening right in front of you to where you knew what was happening right in front of you and you still can't believe that it's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like I said, I was in a stunned silence. But um Well I I will say this though, you know that meme with Chris Pratt and stuff like that, you know, holding his hands out like this for the freaking Raptors and stuff. People are gonna Photoshop that thing with Yoshi's with him as Mario. Yeah, the, the, Twitter <laughs> Twitter has been that's always the best part when this shit happens is Twitter is just on its game. And uh, some of the oh. videos and memes coming out of this of Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt um, in like dressed as Mario or in other movies is just been fucking <laughs> awesome. Here we go. Yeah, but overall, Gables, thoughts on the direct? What do you think? You know what? I understand that there were a lot of things inside this direct and stuff that wouldn't have appealed to a lot of people. I mean, yeah, we had 
like confirmations for like Monster Hunter Rise, that expansion coming out like in 2022. We had more additional like direct stuff for future directs and stuff for Animal Crossing with Smash like uh, their new update yeah. that's going to be. But yeah, like the whole Roost add-on and stuff for that. Plus, like Smash Brothers Sakurai's last announcement's oh. going to that that whole thing is going to be October 5th. That is going to be like 7 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to be wide awake watching that shit because I want to see what the last character is. And he's going to demonstrate that yeah. damn character. Which is too. crazy because normally they so announce that... that a direct and like a week later they have this. So it's... I love that... The... I like that they're building this one up. Um, I'm going to try to avoid spoilers and then watch it later because I'll, I'll... it's 9 o'clock my time. So I've been, I've been at work for a few hours at this point. So I'm going to do my best to avoid it. And uh, man, I can't... Oh, man. I don't even want to make. I don't like. I don't even want to ask for predictions because it's the well, we've had, we've no. had eleven of them. This will be this will be twelfth one, I think. Um, and I don't think any of these were. Maybe besides like the fact we got Min Min, I don't think any of us saw any of these coming. So. No, not even at all. And at this point, it's got to be a, a big character. It's not only if this is going to be the last one, but Sakura is going to actually demonstrate it. I mean, itself. it doesn't have to be a big one because the the. I mean, Chrome was the final announcement for the the first pact, so it doesn't have to be a big one. It could it could very end up very much in on a clunker. I just uh, yeah, that could be true too. I, I in a way though, if they did end on like another final of source character, I'd respect it because <laughs> like this that's yeah. a long ploy joke. Uh, them like oh we're gonna end on some obscure final Emblem character from any from the original NES game. That'd be pretty fucking funny. But go on. Or we can we could probably end it on a character that uh, Sakurai first developed. <laughs> no, this would be this would be funny. Uh, what if it's Chris Pratt? Oh God, Chris, Pr- Chris as Pratt Mario. as Mario. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And then like the 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 alternative skins are just all the different, uh, like Charles Day as Luigi, Kiko Michael Peel as Toad. That'd be awesome. <laughs> okay, but. There were plenty of things that appealed to me specifically in overall and stuff. There was a little bit of things for a lot of the different fan bases in regards to Nintendo for the specific games. Like I said it before, like I've said it before for Monster Hunter, for Animal Crossing and stuff, for the whole, the retro, the retro community and stuff, the N64 and Genesis stuff, for the people that were waiting for more footage for Splatoon 3 and for Bayonetta 3, though that stuff was there as well. I felt like this was a strong direct Hell, even the surprise with Kirby, you know, that was a fun one for me. I feel like even though there was some low points, I think it's an 8.5, okay. personally. Yeah. Even regardless of, like, all the surprises and stuff. Because I think what really kind of kept, what really kind of drug it down a little bit, one was the Mario, like, movie cast announcement, and two, like, there was a Disney game yeah. there that looked like complete ass. And it was like caked right in the middle, which I thought was the lowest point of that entire direct. Which that also leaked before but, the direct, so yeah. And that really didn't really need to be showed, but at the same time, man, it's like it was still a strong direct. I'm happy from a lot of that information. I still went through and rewatched it like a couple different times, a couple different times with other people reacting to it and seeing their reactions to the Mario stuff. It was so fucking hilarious. Yeah. That that's really the best part of the direct for me is just other people's reactions to the to um, the, the the Mario cast. I, I just I the Kirby thing and Kirby and Bayonetta I'm really excited for. My only my issue though is, is I've talked about this in the past where it's like 
but and this maybe this is a bigger topic for another day where it's just like I'm just kind of in a way done with this current iteration of the Switch where we have maxed this thing out to the nth degree um, and it's just like I, I so badly want to play Pokemon Legends Arceus and Bayonetta 3 and perhaps even Kirby uh, but it's just like I just don't trust that this thing is going to run well on these things and or even if they do yeah. run well how much shit they had to do to make this thing run well um, how much? How many, how many things had to scrap? How little is in these open worlds, or how little is in this world to make these things run well? Like we saw, Dying Light one and two were coming to this thing. Dying Light two is going to be uh, a cloud edition. Dying Light is a January 2014 game, two months after the PS4 and Xbox One came out, and they had to dumb this thing down for the Switch. Three, over three years before the Switch came out. We've got, we're dumbing down games for this second game. And I'm not saying I need... I, I said this at the time when they, when they announced the OLED. I don't need 4K Switch. I don't need fucking modern day graphics Switch. I just want my Switch games to play at least 30 frames a second consistently. And I, you know, and I just feel like... And I, thought, I said this earlier. Where I'm just kind of... like I'm, I'm kind of burnt out on being burned by Nintendo in their games. Uh, where they're very low... The, the content is barren... Unless you have a constant amount of people, different people to play with, uh, there's just no replay value in these games. Um, I mean, I was thinking about outside of Hades, which isn't even a fucking Nintendo game. Uh, there hasn't been a game I played on this that I was really excited for and really, really liked since Luigi's Mansion Three, which that was October 2019, almost two years ago. Um, and every game that's come out since then has either is I don't care about or has just been disappointing. Um, you know, like, especially like I look at like Hyrule Warriors or that game, Age of Calamity, where they announced DLC, they announced the final DLC pack for this, where like that game was fucking fraudulent in the way they advertised it as, oh, it's, it's, it's a hundred, it's, it's the Origins Tales to Breath of the Wild. No, it's not. It's a, it's an alternate reality. Ha ha. Fuck you guys. Thank you for 60 bucks. And then also this game runs at 15 frames per second. Um, so I don't know. I mean, like. I think I thought the direct was fine. I just I think part of it too was like I said I haven't really been super excited or buzzed for like there's that initial like oh fuck yeah I'm excited for this but then I think about it. like when WarioWare was announced I'm like oh yeah I'm buying that day one and I'm just like yeah and then it came out and I'm like yeah and then I read the reviews like ah you can play it like after like four hours you've done everything like I'm, I'm like Advance Wars one and two I'm gonna get in December uh, that just because I mean that's that nostalgia thing they're getting for me on it. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm upset that I gotta pay $60 for it, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like if there was a switch pro right now, my excitement level would be through the roof for a lot of these games. But the fact that we're getting the OLED in a couple weeks, that's only going to help people that are playing handheld and not the actual console itself. Uh, just kind of like kind of dampens my excitement for playing games on this console. Um, you know, like the, the only other game I bought this year was open road 96 on the switch. And this is like a really good, um, uh, indie game. And it just runs like garbage on there and not all of it's Nintendo's fault. I'm not even necessarily blaming that part of that is definitely on the developer itself, but it's like, man, it's like I heard PC, like it runs totally fine in this thing. It's like chugging at 20 frames for a second. And it's not even that powerful. This game is even like. That right home bout as far as graphical power. So I don't know. 
I, I yeah. But I mean, like, I, people are excited for this. I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here. That's just kind of how I feel coming out of it. Um, you know, like, there's definitely the, the future's bright. 2022 is looking pretty good for them. I'm just worried about how these games are going to run when they do come out next year. But that's, I don't know. That's kind of overall thoughts on it. Um, the, the, obviously, the, the, the peak of it was the uh, cast of the Mario games um, for this thing. Uh, or the Mario movies, I'm sorry. Uh, but moving on here, Gables, we are an hour and 15 minutes in, and we, we haven't even, that was topic one. Uh, we'll roll to the next two pretty fast here. Um, next up here, we have um, Crystal Dynamics is co-developing the Perfect Dark game. Um, so they announced the... Uh, oh, my God, I forgot the goddamn name. Uh, the initi- Initiation, no. Yeah, starts with I. Anyway, I'm going to look it up real fast. But they have announced on Twitter, this actually kind of dropped right, like, during the fucking direct so kind of got kind of got huh. quickly lost it was like right after the direct like right at the end of the direct this was like announced on twitter that crystal dynamics who is owned by square enix they helped to make like uh they helped reboot the tomb tomb raider series made the first two tomb raider games uh and then also uh made the marvel's avengers but they did open up a second um studio of, of mario of uh crystal dynamics so they now have one in la and austin the initiative is that's what that's what I was trying to think of. Um, they announced that, that like initiative is like the quadruple A team that they created to make a game uh, that Microsoft created to make games for them. They announced they're the ones making the perfect dark game. They announced Crystal Dynamic mm-hmm. is is going to help co develop it. Also, kind of revealed in this in this tweet was that it's a first person game, which it's a first it's a first person shooter which we never had initially announced before. So that's I mean that's something, but um, I don't know. I mean, it I saw. Excuse me, I had like a weird puberty slash hiccup thing going on there. Um, I got high pitch. Um, but anyways, like I saw like initially a lot of like concerns. And even I had that. But uh, I've I seen a lot of people like pointing out like in the industry, like this isn't like necessarily like all that like uncommon. Where like you hear about like a lot of studios get outside help to kind of do like the smaller things. Or uh, they usually hire like. Uh, usually like smaller studios to help them tackle like the, the minor things so they can focus on the big the big picture stuff or even hear about like we, we, we hear about it we talk about it right now like, like Breath of the Wild like Monolith Soft was a big part of them helping make Breath of the Wild and it sounds like the same thing with Breath of the Wild too as well um, we hear about it all the time we're like or like Nintendo gets help from Capcom to make three Zelda games things like that so um, this isn't necessarily unusual it's just kind of unusual the way it was announced, where an Xbox studio, quadruple the quadruple A studio, is being helped by Square Enix studio, Crystal Dynamics, to make this. But also the head of the studio, and a lot of the people from that are in the initiative, a good chunk of them are made up of former Crystal Dynamic employees. So ah. that kind of you know explains Makes things sense. too. But I don't know. There's not really a lot to go off on this one. I just thought it was a very interesting case where, like, this game is very early on. I mean, I think it's maybe a year or two in development. Um, and we're probably a few years away from it coming out. But, I don't know. It's just kind of a very, like, holy shit. That, I mean, that's kind of a kind of big big news, but maybe not as big as we thought. What was your thoughts when you heard this? To be perfectly honest with you, it's like, I am kind of surprised that they did get an outside source for, like, Crystal Dynamics and stuff like that. I thought that maybe, like, uh, Microsoft would do it within their own, like, uh, their own studios and stuff like that. But, at the same time, you did touch upon some good points to where, yeah, it is common in the industry and stuff to where if, like, a 
one company will reach out to another to help like uh, fine tune certain aspects of uh, things inside their game development stuff. So I don't think it's like anything bigger as it is and stuff. It's kind of interesting, but I don't think it's really like really cause for concern or anything. Yeah, yeah, I mean, oh yeah, yeah. I, I think we'll, it's going to be a while before we see anything out of this game, other than what we probably yeah. got. So uh, you know, I think it's kind of like uh, like the Mario movie. When we see the trailer, then we can react a little bit more on it. But moving on to the next thing here, Quantic Dream is rumored to be making a Star Wars game. Another thing that just came mm. out of fucking nowhere here. So, huh? This this was kind of like leaked by a couple of YouTubers that are like known for leaking things about Star Wars and okay. even Quantic Dream, and then now it's been corroborated by uh, several uh, people in the industry that this is actually happening. Apparently, it's not going to be a typical Quantic Dream game where it's not Detroit Become Human or Heavy Rain okay. or Beyond Two Souls. This might, there might be some, um, it sounds like it might be more of an action based game. So, we, we heard the story about, about how Quantic Dream has kind of moved on from the partnership with, with PlayStation and Sony, where they were for, I think, for a good 10, 12 years there, they were exclusively making yeah. PlayStation games. Um, and now they're, they want to, they said they're focusing on making multi platform games. So now they're getting a Star Wars game, and it's just this is weird. This is very yeah. weird, and I don't, I don't know how because oh, man, like David Cage, like he's like one of those guys that like when he talks, he sounds very smart. Like he sounds like oh, like he, he, whatever he's selling, I'm buying kind of thing. But I, I mean, like the more I play his games, the more I'm just like he's just kind of like I feel like he's like. He's really like that episode of South Park where like the people that buy Priuses like fart into a wine glass and they smell the the, the the fart from the wine glass. That's what I think of when I think of David Cage, where he's just like he's so up his own ass and he sound, but he, he's so good at like talking and selling things. Kind of like with the the creator of Fable as well. Where it's like, oh man, they say all yeah. these cool things that sound awesome. Peter Molly, thank you. And it's just like, I don't know. It's like. I like Detroit Become Human. It had a lot of problems. It was very much up his own ass. Beyond Two Souls, I didn't think it was very good. Heavy Rain, I think you and I, you platinumed it. I I really liked the yep. game, but it was like also like that was like the first of its kind I ever played that game. That was before like Telltale became a thing. Um, and I just, I don't know. To be fair, I did like that game. I did. W- which one? I did like Heavy oh, Rain. Oh, no, no, no. I, lo- I, I yeah. loved Heavy Rain when it first came out. Like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying like I loved it at the time, but it's like, also, at that time, I don't think anybody else was doing what they were doing. Um, no. So, um, at least on the you know on the, on the AAA market. Um, yeah, I just feel like as time goes on, though, like it's been, we've kind of seen it, and he's just kind of the same. It's just kind of a repeating pattern uh, of things. Yep. So I don't, I don't know. I just don't know. Like, I, I hope to God there's somebody in in there from the Disney side. Well, maybe not Disney side because we've seen how they fuck up Star Wars. But there's somebody with like intelligence, like, hey, you gotta. I mean, I know Star Wars is like with even with uh, George Lucas was like he was very stingy on like things that would happen in video game stories. Like he would have to approve the script and every every tiny detail and the and the storyline. Um, so uh, for better or worse, so I hope there's somebody in there because I don't, I don't know how I don't know how this is gonna go. Even as an action game, I just. The more I, the more details come out about this, is like the the weirder it gets, and it's like so many more layers of like, uh, I don't I don't know how I feel about this. What, what about you, Gables? <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be perfectly honest with you, man, it's like I 
this is actually one of the first I've actually hearing about Quantic Dream in regards to a Star Wars thing. But yeah, I can't really picture it either because they've they're more akin to like the plot and story development of stuff more so than they are of action. Because more or less their games are quintessentially like uh, the choose your own adventure mm -hmm. style of like gameplay to where similar to that like say of a heavy rain to where there's like multiple different outcomes and stuff and bearing apart the decisions that you made you make inside your game so seeing them go into like a star wars game and may potentially have some action elements of it i mean i'm not really sure what's that that's going to look like but at the same time we'll know about it in another few years from now yeah if, if longer if if yeah so it's just it's just crazy where it's just like i'm they, they, they have no gameplay in their games they're like they're they're triple a uh telltale life is strange games realize what they are uh, they made in the past yep. and it just kind of gives me very much like super massive vibes where Supermassive came like blew up with Until Dawn, that was incredible. And then they went on their own and like they they partnered with Bandai Namco to make these uh, um the dark the Dark Tale anthology games. And it's just like, eh, like Little Hope was was better than the first game. I can't remember what it was called. Man of Medan was not very good. It was fine. It's like a six out of ten. Uh, Little Hope was like a seven out of ten. House of Ashes comes out in about a month. Let's hope it's better. But uh. And I was like, man, I just like it's one of those things where I just wish that like, like good for you for like going your own, doing your own thing, and you're successful at it. But it's like, man, I really wish that like Sony just bought you and <laughs> you just kept making like you had like the budget to make these big big games, uh, and you know have multiple years to make these games instead of yearly or you know part partnering with other people. But um, that's where we're gonna wrap it up for the news this week. An hour and twenty minutes in. Uh, Gables, we're going to jump into what we've been playing. Gables, I want to hear about what you have been playing. Okay, so the only game I've really been playing this week has been more of Haven. It's been more of me going through and figuring out in terms of the story aspects and also in terms of the exploration stuff. I know for a fact that I'm getting more used to the combat side of things to where the directional pads and the face buttons more or less correspond to either like purifying like uh, rust corrupted monsters or impact attacks or duo attacks, like combination of like two sets of buttons and stuff to have both of uh, the protagonists and stuff like that doing a tag team attack on an enemy in that regards. But uh, when it comes to like the actual like gameplay as type of stuff, like I like I told Tyler before recording and stuff, I play like maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half at most and stuff. More of it, I did get one piece of the ship and stuff. <laughs> There's plenty of more I need to go forth and find, but at the same time, it felt like more. It felt like it was more of like a mystery sort of aspect of okay, what happened to this colonized like group that was here before you, and then you have to go through and like explore the different areas. I'm thankful that there's a map option now, so where I can go to different areas in case like I haven't gotten the rust off of a complete like area over like another place or something that I can completely do that collect whatever it is there and stuff. So I'm fairly happy in regards to where I'm at right now. I still need to explore a little bit further. But at the same time, I'm kind of interested in seeing like how more story elements are going to develop from there. But uh, other than that, though, it's the same old, same old with Destiny 2. I'm going through and trying to uh, get the catalyst completed and stuff with the Aegis Scepter and stuff, which is an awesome trace rifle and figuring out different types of build like around that with my titan and stuff to where the my super ability and everything else is going to be completely like overpowered and broken and stuff it's actually kind of a fun little side project i have been doing but other than that though and stuff that's pretty much what i've been playing okay. now tyler 
tell me what's up with uh, your game. Yeah, so I have been playing um, a game just came out on Tuesday. I'm only a few hours in. Uh, is Kenya? Uh, Kenya. 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 No, it's not Kenya. It's Kenya. Maybe it's Kenya. I I keep there was the thing I was doing to like remember the title of the game because I was saying it wrong forever. And now I don't remember yes. what it was that I was using to pronounce him. So I'm going to say Kenya, but I'm pretty sure it's wrong. Okay. Um, Bridge of Spirits. It is a PlayStation exclusive game. It's on PS4 and PS5. I remember Ember Labs. This is their first actual game they ever made. The only other thing that Ember Labs has ever done is they made a Majora's Mask, uh, like a fan created thing on YouTube uh, that I've, I've huh. heard excellent things about. I've yet to check it out, but apparently. Uh, I, I've heard about it. I heard, remember hearing about it last year when it was first, this game was first revealed. And then I've been hearing like this week, people are bringing it up, like check that out uh, for this. But um, so yeah, like I said, I'm only a few hours in. Uh, so this, the best way to describe this game, Gables, is like, imagine Pixar made a cute Dark Souls game. Hmm. Okay. And that's what this game is. Uh, so a cute Dark Souls. But game. like, what's okay. better? Like, so it is like so. Basically, like you're playing as Kenya, uh, and the kind of the gist of the story is that like, um, you know, there's it's it's not like a like there, we've heard these stories like other ghost things before about like these spirits like they are they don't go to the other side, but they're kind of like stuck in the in between. But like as like the longer they're stuck, um, in like our world, the in between stage. Like the crazier and like more angry and dangerous they get, um, and part of what Kenya does is she helps them get like to the other side essentially. And she has to like do things and solve figure figure out what it is that she needs to do to get them get them to the other side. So basically, the main gist of the story is that like so there's like this one character that's passed away. I think Taro is his name, and um, you're trying to like he's like but he's a very dangerous spirit. And you're trying to help him move move on, um, but you have to find like these three things. You have to like find these artifacts that have like that can like help you like see his memories and help you like figure out ways to help him like get to the other side. But the gist of it is like it is very much like Dark Souls with Metroid, but also Pikmin in this game. So like, part of it is like so Kenya she has like this um, staff. That she can use that she uses like to solve puzzles. She can like, um, uh, like she, she can use it as a bow. She can use it to, like uh, you find these these characters that are based like the Pikmin. They're called Rot. They're fucking adorable little creatures. Um, and you like you can use those to solve puzzles, or you can use them to help you to help you in combat. Like as you like, um, so right. like the really, I mean, the real thing about this is like the combat is like it's it's simple and the way it works. Like R one is you light attack R2 is heavy attack uh, circle is uh, dodge. Uh, you do have L1 as a parry. Um, and then as you go, you unlock, um, you unlock a, your staff can turn into a bow and arrow as well. And a lot of it is like, it's very much like it reminds me of like a 3d Metroidvania in a lot of ways where like huh. a lot of things connect, but the world slowly connects together. Um, but all, you know, there's a lot of puzzles like, Oh, okay. Well, I can't like, you see something over here. It's like, okay. I know this is something important or maybe not important, but it's like a side thing I could do like kind of like unlocking missiles in Metroid or something like that. Like there's things like uh, to upgrade your missile, like cap capacity, kind of like that kind of thing. We're like, okay, I, I know that later on I could do something here, but I can't do it yet. Kind of thing. 
Um, and everything just kind of ties in together in a way. But you can like use these rot, like the Pikmin, essentially to like help you to like move things around to like unlock new areas or use them to move things so you can solve puzzles. Um, the combat, like I said, it's simplistic in a way, but it's also very challenging. Uh, like this is where like the Dark Souls, like it's like, like it's crazy how like difficult, like honestly, the, the combat is in this game. It is like, I mean, it looks like this game and everything is absolutely gorgeous. The cutscenes are stunning. The, the just walking around this game is unbelievably gorgeous. Like, I mean, like I said, it feels like um, Pixar, like the animation. This is like if Pixar made a fucking video game. And that's what, like, right. the story isn't as great as, like, a Pixar. I don't get me wrong on that. Like, at least so far. It's very, like, I don't know. It's not, like, there's not, like, a lot to it. It's not very heavy in a lot of ways. It's very light. Um, but um, it's, like, we look at it like, wow. Like, this is incredible what they've done. This is their first fucking game. Uh, but I'd say it took me a little bit to get into it. Like, I'm a few hours in. I'm, like, about three hours in. The first, I would say, like, for people that don't, that are like on the edge about this or like sounds good to them or if you have bought it like give this a good hour and i know that's i i always hate when people say oh you give it two three hours if it's good um this one is like you don't you unlock the bow about an hour in and once you unlock the bow totally changes up the way the game the, the combat works uh as way more strategy where it's like you're not just you don't feel like you're button mashing as much where like it adds way more strategy like i said you can like as you like combat, you build up these like, oh, it's called I think it's called courage, where like the the rot will help you in battle. But like as you do damage, you build up your spar and you can send them to go attack other enemies. There's upgrades you can get uh, for you can like like I said you can like go around the world and like you can find things that, like um, upgrade your health like the maximum health or upgrade you unlock these things that can use upgrade your skills like you unlock new skill trees or skill points where like your um, like you send your rot and he attacks somebody and if you hit him with a bow as they're being attacked it will shoot off other bows and attack other enemies around it or you okay. can like do a ground pound type of thing you can use that to unlock different type of things um there's a bunch of other things you can like buy like hats for your rot to wear which is just fucking adorable um and you can like uh you, know, you can unlock them by like doing like little mini games like uh, uh battle mini games or or like little battle scenarios or like there's puzzles you can solve um, but yeah, it definitely feels like a very much like, like I said, very early on. Um, and it's like a 3D Metroidvania, but like very cute. And the gameplay is very good. It's like, like I'm not starting to say this is like a, it's not a game of the year contender. May, at least early on, this feels like a very good like 8 out of 10 game. Uh, it is digital only. It's $40 uh, on PS5 release. I uh, I think, I don't know if it's P, uh, on PS4 if it's $40. But like I said, it's only digital right now. But uh, I think this is, I mean... It's better. I mean, I'm I'm really enjoying it right now. I was concerned at first, um, but I, I, a couple hours a couple hours after I unlocked the bow, having a blast of the game. I want to keep playing it. I like I just enjoy exploring the world uh, and just hanging out with the rock because they're fucking adorable and unlocking more hats for them. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 having a good time with it. And like, the combat is, like I said, it's it's very simple to use. Uh, it just gets very hard to master and like. Every fight is a challenge where you will get fucked up real fast in these <laughs> fights. Uh, and there are, there is like difficulty levels you can do in it. And I've heard that like, there are like the, the big concern about the, like the big complaint about this game is like the spike in difficulty where like, you just go like, you know, like, you're, you're doing okay. You're getting, you're getting by. And then like 
you fight this boss and it's like 30 attempts like you spend an hour trying to fight this boss and he's just whipping your ass kind of thing and like that's the biggest complaint i've heard about it um but it definitely feels like in a way where like it feels like somebody made like and like i mean this in a really positive way like a a game from like the 2000 era in 2021 like you feel like almost like they it almost feels like this is a remaster of like a 2000 eras game um huh. but like it's like i mean it's the first game but like it's just like certain things are just like the platforming like the 3d pl- like the platforming and so there's a lot of platforming in this game um it's kind of clunky but like it's not like bad but it's just kind of like it's not as like it's not like perfect like or like as like works as well as you expect in other like 3d platform it's not mario or anything like that um but it's like it's just definitely like it's yeah like this game is like it's really good it's really charming in a lot of ways um but it's not a perfect game by any stretch of imagination but i, I can't wait to keep playing more of it uh, like i said i'm off the next eight days uh, i plan on uh, playing the shit out of this it's like beat it and i heard it's not very long either i heard you can beat it in uh eight to twelve hours it just depends on how much extra side content you want to do and it but uh i yeah I'm, I'm definitely i can't wait to play more of this but yeah that's what i've been playing is, is just a few hours of that and uh he said, I'll, I'll talk about more next week. But uh, Gables, I think that will do it for us this week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I uh, think... One second here. I'm trying to do too many things at once here. Anyways, thank you to everybody that um, listened to this this week. Uh, sorry for me going on and on about my uh, upset stomach uh, and all the other bullshit that I talk about. But if you've listened for a long time, you know. I, I'm, I'm always good for a good 10 second or 10 minute ramble about something that's not important. But um, anyways, guys, if you really like this show, please check us out on YouTube, iTunes, uh, uh, Anchor, Spotify, anywhere that pods or casts are on it. Like us, thumbs up, shares, five stars, comments, shares. Honestly, is probably the biggest thing you could do. Uh, but do that to all those, go to all those places, do all that. Um, Please help us out. The more people that download the audio version of this, the more money we get out of this. Uh, not a lot of money. Like I said it's very, very minimal, but it helps us out. We really appreciated it. And you know, maybe Gables and I can buy coffee uh, from Starbucks once a month. That's really that'd be like that's the ultimate goal. Um, but um, yeah, like I said, check us out all those places. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the show. I was host. I was Tyler. I have been Colonel Gables. So until next time, everyone. Thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Hey, Gables? Yep. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya. See ya.